0: This episode was brought to you by Paganism, the religion that lets you worship your dick. Paganism, the religion that worships your dick. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, go, go,
1: go, 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 go. (laughs)
0: He to stroll through the spradly woods. He had no face.
1: Horror. Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. New theatrical releases always get priority.
0: But we also review older horror movies both good and horrorable. Uh, 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 uh.
1: Wow, that didn't sound good. <laughs>
0: I am Bryce Hansen. Uh, I'm David Day. I have not stopped laughing (laughs)
1: since I heard that commercial. Can we? Can you play that
0: that jingle again? Uh huh. Paganism, the religion that worships (laughs) your dick. I'm fucking dead. That's that's the best
1: thing I. (laughs) Uh, oh my god i did not expect that oh my god that's the best thing i've ever heard
0: (laughs) i'm so glad i muted you Uh, (laughs) so i'm again i'm bryce hanson uh i have a phd in spookology and uh with me is As always, is Professor David Day, who is the foremost expert in Scare No-Nos. So there's a lot of horror movie review shows that, you know, they they tout that they're amateurs and and that they don't know much about anything. But we're actually experts here at Horror Movie Talk. So just so you know who you're listening to before we get started. Just want to plug our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. There you'll find links to all our past episodes and links to our social media where you can contact us and talk with other horror movie fans. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so please subscribe, and if you have an Apple device, leave a a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Today, we are going to talk about a classic of the classics. We're going to be talking about the original Wicker Man. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry, 5 being a perfectly average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll go into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later on, we have a couple bits. Ben Warrington is going to be calling in from jolly old England. Uh, with his recommendations for top horror movies to stream during quarantine. Good day, mate. <laughs> Put a number, another shrimp on the barbie. Um, and then we'll uh, do it. Came from social media. We'll read some comments from uh, around the globe from our fans that have been talking to us and each other on social media. So man
1: um you know i just want to say uh i i had never seen the wicker man prior to this um and then i w- went through such a wide array of emotions while watching this movie i at first i was confused and then i was very angry at you specifically um, <laughs> because i it, it it's kind of a musical and i fucking and you know i hate musicals i don't just <laughs> I don't just hate musicals. I fucking despise musicals. And uh, and then like I don't know. It was just a why. And then I came full circle. It was very. It was a very interesting, fun time. So this is going to be a good episode.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> it all works to its benefit. Like that feeling that you felt of just like, Ugh, why is. Is kind of the feeling that it wants you to feel anyway. Yes. Yeah. And it and it man, it
1: uh it 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 fucked me up. This movie um it came out of left field hardcore. So and I still don't know exactly what I'm gonna score it. Like I've I've just been waffling all over the place. It's so yeah. such a such a unique piece of and nineteen seventy three, this is the earliest horror movie we've ever reviewed. Um yeah. Chainsaw was seventy four. Yeah, we haven't released think, that
0: episode. Yeah, we've we've got some that we need to hit. I think we should definitely do the Exorcist sometime soon. Um, anyways this this week we watched The Wicker Man, which can be found streaming on Netflix. And oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! It was pretty good. <laughs> so, The Wicker Man is about a wicker man. No, it's actually about a Scottish constable, Sergeant Neil Howie, played by Edward Woodward. <sighs> that poor man. What, why would his parents put that name on him? Edward Woodward? That's tough. That's
1: real tough to be. To be <laughs> trust me. As someone who uh, I have, um, what's the thing when you have two of the same sound? alliteration yeah so my name is alliterative so first of all david day and then day rhymes with gay it's just it's you're setting a kid up to to
0: be made fun of and mocked yeah um yeah i was bryce (laughs) aroney um yeah edward woodward though i mean that's i mean if if that kid had any kind of speech impediment that That'd just be rough. Anyways, uh, Sergeant Howie is called to investigate the disappearance of a little girl off of the secretive and secluded island Summer Isle. The main thing that you need to know about Sergeant Howie is that he is tired of your shit. And the main thing you need to know about Summer Isle is that this island fucks. As Sergeant Howie investigates the disappearance of Rowan Morrison, it becomes quickly apparent that the islanders are not to be trusted. They have shifty eyes from the outset, and even worse, they're pagans. <laughs> <laughs> this this write up is killing me. <laughs> uh, the devout Christian, <laughs> I mean, it's accurate, isn't? Like Sergeant Howie is tired of their shit, like through the entire movie.
1: This is going to be a really hard episode for me <laughs> because I can because we're trying a new recording. Um, thing and and if Bryce talks while I'm talking or vice versa then um it kind of messes with the audio so first of all forgive us for that we're staying in quarantine and recording far away from each other but I I can't stop laughing
0: <laughs> um Okay, where was I? Um, The devout Christian Sergeant Howie is ill-equipped to face the strange rituals and attitudes found to be taught and practiced on the island. These blasphemous rituals include singing and dancing around the maypole and premarital sex. As the mystery of the missing girl gets unraveled, Howie learns about the agrarian origins of the island and its reliance on the old gods to provide a plentiful harvest sometimes the old gods demand sacrifice just saying the wicker man focuses on the true horror which is feeling uncomfortable around weird people (laughs) you like that i mean
1: it's just so, like, now I'm glancing down at your score, and it, just nothing makes sense in my life, it, you know, because it's like people raking me over the coals for giving uh, Bye Bye Man a 5 out of 10 uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, and, and I'm looking at what you, y- the the love that you have for this fucking strange movie, and it's just, I mean, it's just highlights that review, reviewing movies is silly. Uh, to give it a score, I should say, is silly. Um, but uh, and everybody, just just because everybody. And then we had um, we had a thread on horror movie talk um, by Johanna. Um, I, I reposted her thing on Facebook and hers was what are your five worst horror movies and everyone named one of my favorite horror movies in this thread so it's just all such a crapshoot of taste you know it, everybody's got taste and it all sucks yeah <laughs>
0: Um. yeah I, I get what you're saying it is it is a losing battle to try to define what good taste is but uh, you know not to not to spoil my score, but I did really like this movie. Um, this, this movie is a classic for a reason. It's very discombobulating and you experience the confusion that Sergeant Howie does. Anyone with a conservative Christian upbringing might not have as extreme of a reaction to paganism as Sergeant Howie, but the feeling of discomfort about sex and blasphemy is probably familiar at least. The darkness at the root of this island is felt throughout, but it isn't overt. Mostly, it's a feeling of being toyed with and mocked. So the island is like a bunch of mean girls. Yeah, like, that's that's very fair. Yeah, a bunch of mean girls whispering to each other. Um, the enduring legacy of the film is its conclusion, and I don't want to spoil it for those that haven't seen it. Um, but it's... Yeah, I, I think... Even if you had, I hadn't seen it yet, but there was enough like references to it in other places that I knew it was coming. But even even knowing what's coming, um, I can say that it made me feel a lot of emotions, and it was almost like a religious experience, which I think is what it was going for. Um, I'm, I am, uh, I really like this film, and I, I think it it holds a place as one of the tentpoles of the genre. Um, so I, I give it a score of 10 out of 10. Wow.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, first of all, your, your explanation, your review, your synopsis, everything was pretty spot on in my experience of the movie. I will go a little farther into spoiling, quote unquote, spoiling this movie. I'm not going to spoil it outside of the spoiler section that comes later, but I will say that if you choose, if you're if you're waffling right now and you're like, well, I guess I should watch this movie. Bryce really liked it. I'm going to skip the spoilers section. Let me just say that it's going to be hard for you. It's supposed to be hard for you through this movie. You're not supposed to, uh, you're not supposed to get it right away. And you're going to want to turn the movie off if you're anything like me multiple times. But, the end is so jarringly astonishing that it it all comes together and is tied up very well. So it is an experience um, definitely worth go, w- worth experiencing in the horror genre. It's like it's you know one of the one of the tentpole classics, like he, like you said. Um, but uh, it does not feel like a horror movie the whole way through. So stick it out. I don't think I can go 10 out of 10. Um, I definitely um, felt a wide range of emotions. I appreciate the, the artistry that went into this to make me feel all that. I hate musicals. I fucking despise musicals. And this movie used music... To make me hate it. And it was supposed to be that way, I think. And not only, not only all the things that we just said, but this is a good example of a small town feel. Just, just a small town feel. Uh, because especially in in like the British Isles, because like I, because I've seen this mirror. I would assume this is my assumption because I've seen this mirrored in other in other films. Like um, what's um oh geez oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna go bonkers. What's the 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 the, the werewolf movie that where they're on the moors? Um, werewolf in London or yeah,
0: uh. American Werewolf in London? I don't think that's the one you're thinking about.
1: Yeah, American Werewolf in London. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that I think was in the mid-80s. Uh, yeah, no, no, early 80s, 81. And um, it's a very similar kind of pub setting at the start where, you know, a new guy walks in who's not from the town. Ta- like all the dudes in the town are there and they're just singing and drinking and having a good time. And then one person who's not from around there walks in and they're like, the fucker!" What? Like the music comes to a halt. And uh, yeah, it is. It's it messes with you. And so it is, it has a great small town feel to this place as well. So I think I'd go an eight out of 10. I don't, uh, I don't love the movie, but man, the, uh, the end really, once that happened, I was like, Oh, the movie's been messing with me the whole
0: time. So how much, did you know what the ending was going to be at all? No, No? Mm mm I didn't have any idea, and,
1: and um, you know, it feels like th- through the movie that they're messing with the protagonist, and they are, but more than that, the actual movie is set up to mess with you, like the viewer.
0: Yeah, there's, there's several fake-outs, and even when it's revealed what's kind of going to happen, um, there's a couple fake-outs even then leading up in the last like 10 minutes or so of of like you know generally what's going to happen but you don't know how it's going to happen and then the final reveal is really satisfying so yeah
1: i wouldn't call it satisfying (laughs) it was
0: horrifying like wow okay emergency alert During this Corona shutdown, independent local theaters are in serious risk of not being able to open once the quarantine is lifted. Horror Movie Talk has decided to help these theaters in the only way we know how, which is to feature them in our podcast. Today and for the last several weeks, we have been featuring Cinema 21, Cinema 21, which is... Located in Portland, Oregon, where we hail from, Cinema Twenty One plays many independent and hard-to-find movies that allow us to bring you rev- reviews to fabulous horror movies like *The House That Jack Built* and *Colorado Space*. There, it's pretty much the only, th- one of the only theaters in our area that shows these types of movies. They're privately owned and struggling to, to survive the shutdown. So, please help us keep Cinema 20 open by going to cinema21.com and clicking on the gift certificates link in the main navigation. We also have links on our homepage at the bottom of the homepage as well as in the sidebar of this episode's post. So go there buy a gift card as soon as they reopen. They'll be happy to honor your gift card. Of course, this is for people local to Portland, Oregon. But if you're not local to Portland, Oregon, you can do the same thing for your local theaters. Go to your local theater website. Check and see if they're offering gift cards. Some of them are um, offering online streaming um, that they get a cut of. So please try to support your local theaters. No one wants the world to be ruled by AMC and Regal. So um, do your part. Whoever
1: your local theater is, approach them and say Horror Movie Talk sent you because we're we're sending you right now. So just just do us that solid too.
0: Um, couple quick bits of business we want to mention: our Patreon. Um, this is where if you love the show and you want, you just can't get enough of us yapping. Go to our Patreon, and you will get access to exclusive content if you sign up to one of the um, support tiers. Uh, we have perks from little to big and uh, and uh, tiers for every uh, budget. <laughs> uh, go check it out. You can also support the podcast by buying or renting any movie or product on Amazon if you click through the green button in the header of our website at horrormovietalk.com shutter.com is a streaming service for horror movies and TV and docs um, you should definitely check them out if you haven't uh, for our listeners if you use code uh, the code HMT at checkout it gives you a 30 day free trial instead of the seven day free trial so um, check that out if you haven't um, Also, you might notice the awesome artwork that accompanies our posts whenever we post to social media. Um, these come from Dustin Goebel. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So please contact him at D G O E B E L zero zero on Instagram and, uh, support an awesome artist.
1: Yeah, he needs your, he he needs your help right now, guys. If you guys can head over to his Instagram and show him some love, or better yet, um, you know, throw him some work, that would be great. Um, we should probably mention uh, Max underscore Allen two, three, five. Yeah. That's, one, that's two, who three. I
0: had up next. Another musical artist, um, that has lended this talent is Max Allen, who has created our awesome new theme song that you might've no- noticed, at the top of the episode. Um, he would love to make music for you. So follow him and contact him on, on his Instagram at Max underscore Allen, one, two, three, five. So yeah, check them out. We, we just want to support the people that support us and, and support the, Businesses uh, that bring you the great horror that we all enjoy. So let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. Um.
1: I have some news. I, I have some news. I would like to share. Okay. Go for it. Um. Yeah. So. I uh, was reading something on Reddit today actually a couple minutes ago, and uh, there's been some news on the coronavirus vaccine. Apparently researchers are going to researchers are going to delay the coronavirus vaccine until they figure out how to make it cause autism. So um, just FYI. It's not coming out until till we can get the uh, the autism in there.
0: <laughs> nice, well, well done. Uh, thanks for that important announcement. Yeah, you're welcome. So, what uh, the first thing I want to talk about is what did you know about the Wicker Man going into the viewing? Um,
1: very, very little. I knew that it was a about a cult. Uh, I had heard a lot of people following uh midsummer say oh this is uh midsummer took a lot from the wicker man uh i knew that a corny remake had been made with nick cage and my eyes the bees my eyes and um that was pretty much it like i didn't uh i thought it was about
0: a, a wicker man it wasn't. So you envisioned just a, a wicker man come to life attacking people? I wasn't. I had no
1: like. I had no frame of reference. It was, you know, it was just nothing.
0: Yeah, I think I, I had the same stuff going in. Plus one. Yeah, Midsummer. I've heard a lot of people that were kind of poo pooing Midsummer said, "Oh, it's just basically w- the Wicker Man," which you know is fair. It, it really has a similar feel, and the ending is really similar. Like um kind of kind of takes you by surprise i think midsummer is is a little more of like slowly leading you into the inevitable and wicker man is a little more surprising uh, yeah wicker man um wicker man
1: came out of left field hard at the end like it felt it felt like a kind of a drama it felt like a like a who done it sort of thing yeah uh, a lighthearted whodunit sort of thing until it took a it, it just threw the car over a cliff and the burning wreckage uh at the bottom of the cliff was just astonishing to look at
0: yeah um also yeah i, I knew about the nick cage one which is a common like a uh, movie to shit on um i'm really curious about watching it now <laughs> to see what kind of craziness because yeah i've seen all the 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 bees the bees clip clips and nicholas cage punching women on bikes and stuff uh from this movie so <laughs> that's interesting the other one um which is basically a recap of the wicker man is there's a music video for the radiohead song burn the witch which uh came out with their latest album and it it basically retells the, the wicker man through uh stop motion um claymation and it's uh i'll I'll include a link on the post and you can watch it it's pretty cool um so so yeah it's a it's a really great movie especially i mean i'm sure people are going to look down on us for not being experts at wicker man and having a horror movie podcast but you know you don't not everyone can see every horror movie or be an expert but you know i am the you know foremost no, wait, you're the foremost air expert on Air No <laughs> Nose. I'm a um, uh, oh, PhD in spookology. Spook- this wasn't really a spooky movie, so it's not part of my expertise per se. Um, the So so jumping into the movie, it starts out and the people are immediately um, suspicious like, they're immediately acting suspicious. No one admits to even knowing the existence of this girl, even her mother. And there's this missing photo from the previous year's Mayday Festival. You know, they have this whole wall of these yearly photos. And then there's just like a, you know, <laughs> a sun-baked empty spot for the last year's which should have the May Queen in it. And uh, everything points to this girl exists, but no one is giving any any indication of it. And not just that, they're acting super suspicious anyways, you know? Um, And then every clue that Howie gets leads to a dead end.
1: But more than that, more than what you just said, the music (laughs) is so... (laughs) annoying it's it's like upbeat and uptempo it's kind of jiggy um it's kind of like a jig um but they're getting j- it, with it right <laughs> uh, my immediate reaction was anger and why is bryce doing this to me i texted you as i was watching this And starting to realize what was happening is I was watching a musical and I was like, what what the fuck is this movie? Why are you doing this to me? Um, And... uh,
0: Apparently that was the same reaction that the cast and crew had. They were about halfway through the filming and the director was like, you're in a musical! Everyone's (laughs) like, uh, what? Yeah, the music in it is kind of tacked on it it works because it it's supposed to make you be like what these people Uh are weird and so it felt very much like that moment in the 40 year old virgin where everyone breaks into singing the age of aquarius right like it's it's very much like that a couple times throughout the movie
1: so, um, but like you said, he gets there and immediately it, Immediately, it's a small town feel. Everybody knows everybody. He's the outsider. He doesn't have a gun. He doesn't have backup. This is a very bad plan for <laughs> just from like a police perspective. Kind of, you know, if if your goal is to be safe, this is a bad plan. But there's nothing to really indicate that he's in any any danger almost at any point in this movie at all. Um, and I mean, uh, maybe I'm saying this too early in the spoiler section, but it is
0: the spoiler section. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, pretty apparent that there's something dark underneath, but it's pretty f- stuffed deep down. Like, it feels like uh, people are in cahoots, and they're, it feels more like they're protecting someone. Or they're protecting the island, not necessarily that this is a giant murder machine, uh, which it ends up being, you know, in a way. So, uh, like I said in the intro, this island fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the let me say, the music is redeemed
1: by some very nice boobies throughout. There are good boobies and even... There's a little hoo-ha going on in there as well. So, you know.
0: Yeah, so I mean that's that's part of the the play of it and it feels a little anachronistic because when you talk about religion or someone having strong feelings about religion or blaspheming about Christianity it feels very like okay, uh you're you're the crazy person because it's things have gotten a lot more secular in the past 40 years, 40, 50 years. Um, but looking looking at this village through Sergeant Howie's eyes and if you have experience with a more conservative culture and you see people openly fucking like next to the road, like just just a group of people having an orgy in like someone's lawn. I mean I think most people would be put off by that. <laughs> but if you're if you're like a conservative conservative Christian is taking communion and you know you're in your 30s or 40s almost I don't know how old Sergeant Howie was supposed to be but he's a virgin um, holding off till marriage to have sex and you're just Bombarded with all this fucking and and like penis <laughs> imagery and and tits and and like those casual attitudes about sex, it's it's assault an assault on the senses. I um yeah. So
1: he gets he gets to like the local bar slash inn, uh, and uh, yeah, as soon as he walks outside, there's just people on the street fucking in the graveyard, yeah, naked. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, What the what in Sam Hills? And the and then and then the barkeeper's daughter is like, Hey baby, what's up? And she goes into the room next to his and they do like this weird ten minute long sexy dance where she's naked, <laughs> totally naked, and she's like pressing her shit up against the wall. Not her shit, but you know, her shit up against the wall and she's like singing to him through the wall and he's like, Oh baby i got i got such a raging clue right now and and, uh it's very weird it's so weird she's singing to him and he's like ah my my clue
0: it's (laughs) very weird yeah so the the landlord's daughter um willow is played by brit eklund which i think is a Is Swedish or Finnish or Scandinavian of some sort? Um, I'm sure you could ask Magnus and Johanna. Johanna? Johanna? Um, We're just uncultured Americans.
1: We don't know how to pronounce names.
0: Anyway, she is definitely a hottie and and has the hots for Sergeant Howie. And yeah, she's doing like witchy woman um, spell casting, singing, and in the trivia for this movie, this, this scene in particular is like a big source of (laughs) bad feelings because apparently brick Eklund only wanted to be shot from the waist up. Um, and the shots where she's in the bed, like knocking on the wall, lazily behind her with her tits out. That's Brit Eklund, but they secretly brought in a body double after she left the set to do <laughs> full, like um, the full body shots of her like humping the wall. So you see like the, the her full back and ass. And that is not Brick Eklund. And <laughs> in the trivia section of INDB, like there is like 20 pieces of trivia that basically say this fact and they all disagree on why she didn't want to be shot full frontal or or her ass and and why she's upset about it but i think what i gather in in a recent interview she said you know she she wasn't she didn't want to be shot and she negotiated for you know just the the chest um a lot of people suspected that it was because she was pregnant, but she didn't know she was pregnant at the time. And (laughs) she was angry because she didn't want her ass shot. And they brought in this body double, which was just a stripper from Glasgow. And uh, (laughs) she said she was angry because this lady that they cast as her body double had this big old fat ass. And she's like, well, my ass is better than that. It's like nice and high and tight. And so, Dude, I like that. I like that body double's ass. That whew. Yeah, I'm, man, she was, was shapely way. and wonderful. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Anyways, that was a that was a getting excited. Yeah, that was a notable scene and that was uh yeah, kind of comes out of the blue and that really sets the tone for the rest of the movie. It comes in really early. And that's the first indication of like they're really messing with sergeant howie because it's not just her knocking and like humping the wall and stuff he is being drawn to it like he is like it looks like he does not want to hear or be affected by it but he is also like kind of up against the wall and sweating and and in torment that he can't fuck fuck brit eklund which you know can you blame him (laughs)
1: yeah no you uh you can't i would are you kidding me something like this happened it's uh you have to understand that you have to understand women can't comprehend the mind of a man and it's it's just a it's just a very it's very hard to You're you have one setting and it's fuck
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean See I can really empathize with this because I I think that I'm you know one of the last in the generation of people that waited to have sex until they were married like it's it sounds ridiculous now um that I that I waited because I mean I don't know anyone else that really did that but yeah the the holding holding your virginity sacred until marriage and you're dating someone that is getting, you know, hotter and heavier, like it's, I really experienced blue balls. Like, it's like, ow, ow, that hurt. Like we got so close and my body's telling me like, well, you're going to fuck now. So let's like get everything locked and loaded. And then it's like, okay, bye-bye and not only
1: that you got that nre going on you got that new new relationship energy you know you got that feeling of like this bitch wants my dick and i mean i what who am i to say now
0: yeah so i mean i can i can empathize really really hard with with sergeant howie in in this scene um the other i'm sure i'm sure aaron will be happy to hear that (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to fuck so hard. Like not even oh man. We could maybe in the afterpod we can get into the the details of <laughs> our courtship. Um anyways, the other main character on the island that plays a big part is Lord Summer Isle. You can tell that he's important because he's named after the island, or vice versa. And he is played by the wild-haired Christopher Lee. Um, you might know Christopher Lee from, you know, <laughs> every horror movie from before the 60s um, and Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. Um, He's great in this, and apparently another piece of trivia is that he did this movie for free. Oh, wow. Like not even scale. He like literally did it for free so much so that he paid his own way to publicize it and went on like morning public access shows to promote it. Wow. Um. Apparently this movie did not do very well in the theaters. It, there was a lot of like distribution, like the, the, the studio when they saw the, the film did not like it. They thought it was unmarketable um and i think it's really just cuz it was ahead of its time um but lord summer isle really is lord exposition in this movie he explains the the history of the island which was his grandfather was um like a like a scientist slash um what's it not a biologist but whatever the plant version of biologist would be and he came to this island to create these specific species of of uh, of uh, apples and fruits and vegetables to grow in this harsh climate of this island. And part of it, for some reason, was <laughs> introducing paganism and the rituals around the old gods. And so the the Islanders, the rubes that they were apparently back then, like were swayed by the power of this paganism and all this fruit that they grew when before they were just surviving off of, you know, fish and, and, um, what was the other thing? Fish and something else. Chips. Fish and chips. And, uh, they, uh, exiled all the christians like all the ministers and stuff they're like fuck you and your god like this god lets me worship penis and uh lets me fuck all over the island so uh just kindly fuck off and so for several generations they've been doing that and using these um old school rituals it's a little amalgamation because a lot of the um rituals that they use are English even though this is set in Scotland and they're kind of picking and choosing from lots of different areas um but that's the explanation for the island and why they're so weird what What did you think of Lord Summer Isle
1: um yeah he just felt like an exposition piece really um uh but it was interesting to see like kind of this um kind of like this tropical haven that his property was um like he had all these like exotic plants and i mean first of all his house was a, a castle right and uh, and it was adorned with landscaping fit for some tropical island, kind of. And so it was like, wait, I thought this was Scotland. Like, don't they have worse weather than us uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, or at least equal to? Um, and so that was that was kind of interesting. But him as a character, I don't know. He just felt like an exposition piece to me.
0: Yeah, apparently there's a lot of stuff cut out of this film after the director's final cut, and a lot of stuff was burned, and I don't think we'll ever be able to see the the full cut. Um, but apparently there was a lot more um, incidental dialogue um, that might have filled out. The characters a little more in the situation I, I i don't think it's much of a loss because i think the movie moves along at a pretty good pace um but yeah lord lord summer he he tells sergeant howie everything but also is really fucking with him because Sar, sergeant howie figures out that like oh there is a grave for rowan and he digs her up and gets permission to exhume her and then inside the grave is just a dead bunny I'm like what the fuck and they're still trying to mess with Sergeant Howell yeah that's that's uh, that's her alright right. look she just turned into a bunny and he's like fuck you all fuck you and your paganism where is this fucking girl and they're not telling him at all and so he he is investigating um, some more of the culture and and history of the island. And he deduces that Rowan is still alive and probably going to be sacrificed because the last harvest was terrible and they need to appease the gods to get a good harvest again. So he figures out that, Rowan is probably still alive, and they're just preparing her to be sacrificed at this May Day festival.
1: Yes, that is true. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so he, he. he um, but the, I, we, I mean, we look. We're missing a lot of the. Uh, I mean not that not that we can we can really linger on it for as long as the movie did because the movie just lingers and li- the whole movie is just is just um a milieu of of laughing at this guy and 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 putting him off and being like, ha, you you oh you oh you're gonna find. First of all, they're like, no, I've never seen her before in my life. And then they're like, yeah, she's a rabbit. And then they're like, of course she's dead. That's what we've been saying the whole time. And then it's just like this guy's like, ah, g- 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 g-. and and uh, but it, it all feels so light-hearted. It feels yep. like. Uh, It feels just like. um,
0: It it feels like a British TV show on the BBC. You know what it feels like? It's like if you went to a Renaissance fair and everyone was like super. (laughs) And you're like. Oh, just leave me alone! And they're like all trying to get you into it. They're like, "Oh, my lord, blah blah blah." blah. Can would you, you know, favor my lady with the blah blah blah, my lady? And you'd be like, "Can I just get a fucking Pepsi?" You know, that's that's how Sergeant Howie is approaching this, and they're all like, really playful about this weird shit that they're doing and they're like huh, you're the weird one for not do for not liking this weird christian and uh so it's really frustrating from yeah i think i mean that is that is like 80 percent of the movie is that feeling which is a really interesting thing to dwell on like i like i said in the intro it's <laughs> the unique horror of um when i say so it's the unique horror of feeling uncomfortable around weird people, which to me is one of the most visceral horrors that I can experience in my day-to-day life. And it's so frequent. Yeah. <laughs> so Howie tries to leave, he's going to go and call in the Calvary, but his plane is sabotaged. And then it, ter- it takes a pretty quick turn because they start the Islanders get a little more nefarious a lot quicker. So they, he acts like he's going to sleep and then he overhears them that they're going to drug him and and keep him asleep for the whole mayday festival. And so he wakes up and knocks over this sleep candle made from a severed hand. And then he, he takes, he like ambushes the land. uh, What's it? uh, uh, landowner, What's the punch or the, uh, or the landlord of the, uh, the inn, he, the barkeep. So he ambushes him and then takes his costume, which is, um, punch. Um, you you might recognize it from a common puppet, but, uh, it's part of this mayday parade. And he's gets in this costume, which includes a, a big old mask. And, uh, He infiltrates the Mayday Parade, and he's a big part of it. He's supposed to be dancing around being the fool as everyone's marching through the village and and going through all these rituals. The notable thing that it features is Christopher Lee in drag, which (laughs) made me feel funny feelings. (laughs) Did it? Um, here's, Here's a clip from Wayne's World that I think is apropos.
2: Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Neither did I. I was, I was just asking.
1: It's it's a perfect line. It's a perfect line because it's because it is so relatable. <laughs> because everybody was like, God damn, Bugs. Bugs cleans up, you know? And it was like, but, but no one would ever admit to it. It's like, uh, the other night I asked Carrie, um, I was like, have you ever been like actually attracted to a cartoon character? She was like, no, I was like, me neither. (laughs) And she was like, yeah okay well where'd that question come from i was like well i mean jessica rabbit obviously <laughs> and she was like oh yeah well obviously <laughs> and uh and i think i said someone else
0: well that bunny yeah. from space jam is a common one. Oh yeah there um, you go you know and i mean there's a whole genre of of porn around japanese anime so you know to each their own um let's uh move on towards the ending so he follows through this parade and then it's revealed that rowan is alive and she's tied up at the top of this hill and uh sergeant Howie's like all right now is my time to strike and so he's still in costume and he runs up the hill shoves off the guy like off this (laughs) cliff or down this hill or whatever and cuts the 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 bonds that uh rowan is tied with and they start running through this cave system and she is very much like save me mister i don't like them anymore they're they're crazy they're gonna kill me and then (laughs) so they're running through this through these um tunnels and um are escaping these you know pagan islanders and then they crawl through this hole um at the end of this cave system on top of this grassy hill and just sitting there waiting for him is is lord summer isle and a couple of these other you know island leaders and sergeant Howie's like what and rowan all of a sudden is like Yay! And she goes and runs into the arms of Lord Summerisle, and she's like, "Did I do good?" He's like,
1: "Yes, yes, you did. You did exactly what we all wanted you to do." And and then it's it's like you can see it's like you can see the sergeant's demeanor just be like, "God damn it! Is this never going
0: to end?" <laughs> and this is the big reveal it's shown lord ummer lord ummer bile uh lord summerile explains that this whole thing was set up to lure specifically sergeant howie to the island for this moment they researched him to find the perfect person that m- checked all these boxes so that they could sacrifice him (laughs) (laughs) right and those boxes included that he was a virgin that he came in the name of a king through being a police officer that he came of his own free will and that he there's some i think there might have been he was an adult male that he was an adult male and he's all like Fuck this. And then, so he's, he, I mean, he, really what it, what you come away thinking is like, oh, he's, they're just fucking with him, you know. But he's an adult. So it's like, okay, he can just, you know, default out of here and just be like, all right, well, the, stop fucking with me. So he starts walking up the hill, and it looks like there's a possibility that he might just be able to walk through him and leave, but, you know, that's not going to happen. So the big dude grabs him and you're like oh fuck he is he is not (laughs) gonna survive this and there's a couple fake outs um throughout this that and, and it sets it up earlier in the movie that i didn't realize it until the second watching when he's researching how they did sacrifices it mentions a couple things specifically there's um throwing them off a cliff or drowning them there's burning them alive and there's like something else but um the first thing is it looks like they're going to just toss them off the cliff and they set it up a little bit i don't know if you if you notice that it does
1: look yeah no that well i mean there's some panning shots of like these remarkably sharp rocks below this cliff And uh, and, you know, the ocean uh, churning away below. And I was like, oh, well, for sure he's he's going to be thrown on dashed onto the cliffs. And uh, man, the movie never, never stops fucking with you.
0: Yeah. So he he is like stripped and they put like this yellow paint on his nipples and his head. And like they're preparing him for this ritual sacrifice. And they put him in a like a um, muslin robe kind of thing and and then they lead him up the hill and then there's the reveal of this giant wooden structure in the shape of a man um that is the wicker man and his reaction it feels so real and visceral
1: oh, Jesus Christ!
0: yeah i mean it's it is effective i mean i'm sure that it might feel like old and doesn't might not hit people the right way. But if you are into the movie a little bit and are bought in this premise, this reveal just works.
1: Well, not only does the reveal work, but your empathy, the realization of what's about to happen and the smiling faces like here, we're going to have a bountiful, a bountiful harvest because we're going to burn this man alive with a bunch of other sacrifices in this gigantic wicker man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's really unique because all of the lead up to it of clashing cultures and classing, clashing religions, it really is underlined in this last scene of him really invoking you know, the God of Christianity and them really saying like, no, we're invoking the old gods and this is why we're doing it. We totally believe this and are bought in that this is what we need to do. And thank you so much for your sacrifice, by the way. And he is just like saying prayers and, and damning them to hell all the while being, you know, led up and, and shoved into this wicker man and locked up the most effective the most effective part of this scene is you're left
1: with him yeah in his last moments and imagine imagine this being your last moment burning alive as a human sacrifice for what you know to be silly a silly cause yeah um,
0: and and he's looking out and I, I think we really have to underline how goofily happy the islanders are they're like he's looking at this prison and he sees them on this long line and they're all singing this old folk song and doing this little dance where they're swinging back their arms back and forth like a bunch of white people and they're like hey Stompers come, and everything's great, and la-di-da-di-da, and they're so happy and, like, ecstatic, and you're sitting here, and, like, ten feet below, there are fires licking up towards you. It is Horrifying. It might as
1: well have been Tiny Tim playing in the background He's like, Having a wonderful time and he's like, No, I don't want to die by burning to death. And it's like doo do 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 honk.
0: Paganism the religion that worships <uvo Además> <laughs> Yeah. It's it's rough. I, I I mean, the ending really sells this movie. It's one of those movies that like you're like, okay, I get it. Kind of, it's unique. It's, it's, you know, a pretty good thriller type movie. And then the ending comes, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. This is, this is great. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. final any any uh, other bullets you want to cover?
1: The movie does not pay out until the very end. It's um, it's uh an interesting format delivered in an interesting way and done very, very done very well. Yeah. Uh,
0: final recommendations who would like this? I would say if you want to delve into the classics, you should definitely add this to the list. Um, it's, it's beloved for a reason. Um, also, if you don't know anything about it and you don't care about classics, classics, but you watched Midsummer and want more like that, this is very similar to Midsummer. Uh, Midsummer got a lot from this movie. Um, I think the only real difference is that it's talking about a group of people, not just one person. And Midsummer is uh, much more about the Scandinavian, you know, version of paganism than you know english scottish but very similar in all other regards
1: yeah i i think um i think my recommendation would be very similar to yours it's just i think this is as far as classic horror movies go this one is more overlooked than most you know you hear the exorcist mentioned you hear the You know, you hear the Texas Chainsaw, you hear Rosemary's Baby. You don't hear the Wicker Man uh, very frequently, but this is 1973. It's solid, and uh, the result is is pretty pretty astonishing. So, yeah, check it out.
0: Cool. So that's uh, all about the Wicker Man. Let's move on, and we're going to have Ben call in and get his quarantine picks. So, hold on for a second. We'll do some transitional music. Paganism, the religion that worships you. We've got on the line Ben Warrington from Jolly Old England. Hey Ben.
2: Hello guys. How are we? Hello. Doing good. Well, I've got a I've got a, a sort of something different for the uh, for you guys today. Um, I've I've come up with a list of a, a quarantine picks so ones to look out for on all the major streaming sites like netflix amazon prime and shudder um the first one is netflix i'm going to kick off with the big one these these recommendations are a little bit more out of the ordinary maybe you've heard of them maybe you've not um so we'll kick off with those the first one i've got is under the shadow uh any you seen that one
0: um no i don't think i've seen that one what's that one about
2: so, under the shadow is a, uh, a horror movie directed uh, by Babak Anvar. It's, it's a Persian horror film. Uh, if you have a look at um, it, it's ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and it is a, a horror film in which uh, a woman, with her husband away on the front line, is is expected to look after her daughter and his daughter, um, and there is some supernatural occurrences within the house. Um, It is terrifying. It's absolutely petrifying. Um, It is a foreign film, so there will be subtitles. Uh, We won't lie about that, but definitely go and check it out. It's uh, it's Under the Shadow by Baba Kanvari.
1: I would really like to see that one. You've kind of sold it to me. You had me up until the point where it was – subtitles i gotta say I'm a, I'm a lazy man but still i do think i'm gonna give it a give it a shot just because um you know i think i think the subtitle i mean i that was mostly a joke uh subtitles don't bother <laughs> me that much but yeah uh, i think I, i'm think i'm gonna give this a go
2: It's it's a a fantastic film, um, which conveniently puts me onto the next film as well, because you said that you didn't like subtitles. Um, The second film on the list is Wounds, which is another movie by Babak Anvari. Um, This one is a Netflix original. It's the second film um, of Babak Anvari's horror anthology uh, that he's doing. He says that he's going to stick with horror. Um, And this film is an English film. Um, it's actually got quite a good cast as well, I believe. I know it's got, oh, it's got uh, Arnie Hammer in it, uh, Dakota Johnson, um, and Zazie Beetz. So this film is based around uh, Arnie Hammer's character, who is uh, a bartender. And the synopsis is pretty much disturbing and mysterious things begin to happen to a bartender in New Orleans after he brings home a phone that was left behind at the bar. Um, totally different uh, from Under the Shadow. Yeah, sort of bit of body horror, sort of Cronenbergian in there. There's lots of disgusting moments that you, you're going to be grabbing your partner and going, Ugh. um, it's, but it's again, it's a very good film. Mm. What do you guys think of that? Have you seen the advertiser at all? Cause it's, it's a Netflix original.
0: No, I haven't. I'm wondering if that came out in their big push on Halloween to, to put out a bunch of originals. Um, you know what? I, i just want to say and i don't know why for some reason i don't like army hammer and i i don't know if it's the name or if he's just the most like bland looking hunk available (laughs) but i i've never like formed a strong opinion of army hammer
2: so i've decided to not like him (laughs) i've always wondered army hammer's parents if there's some sort of genocidal maniacs with a name like army hammer is <laughs> it's uh it's quite it is, it's quite strange i mean i like him in a couple of things i think call me by your name is obviously a great film and the man from uh, uncle which is quite good but um he's he's not bad in this at all and, and this film is really something you got to watch um it's probably best i skip on to the next one the third one on the list is a, a beautiful film called the invitation um don't know if you guys have seen this one
0: yeah, we've actually reviewed this one. This one is one of David's favourites.
2: Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> so, obviously, just for the people that don't know, star uh, the film stars Logan Marshall Green, um, and while attending a dinner party at the former house, a man starts to believe that his ex-wife and her new husband have sinister plans for their guests. So, uh, a film directed by Karen Kusama. Um David, do you want to take the lead on this one?
1: Oh yeah, so I mean th- the invitation is like it's it's a mood piece. Um it's a oh man, I, this is such a great movie because it's it it takes it takes parties, you know, like social gatherings and 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 shows them shows shows you my impression of of parties. It's like uh the, why? Why are people saying things the way they're saying them? It seems uh, it seems foreboding.
0: Um, yeah, the invitation. It's uh, it plays on your fears of being at a party and then slowly realizing that it is um for a multi-level marketing pitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that one's uh, the invitation. Moving on to the next one in our uh, Netflix recommendations. I've gone for one. Again, didn't get a theatrical release, but it's Hush. I love this film so much. Um, directed by Ke- uh, Mike Flanagan, sorry. Um, as you all know, Mike Flanagan has completely romped the horror community with uh, House on Haunted Hill, uh, House on Haunted Hill, no, The Haunting of Hill House, sorry. Uh, Hush, Gerald's Game, Oculus, Oculus, Uh, Doctor Sleep, he's completely killed it, Um, and this is my favourite Flanagan movie Um, Hush I thought was fantastic it stars Emma Graves Um, no it doesn't, yeah it does it starts, Emma Graves is a deaf writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears in her window Um, this movie's all about sound isn't it, it's all about the sound design it's all about matching the visuals with what you're hearing and it's so it's, I don't know about you guys I got a, quite an emotional feel from it
0: yeah this one I really really liked I think it's one of my favorite Mike Flanagan movies and for some reason I've heard a lot of people not liking it or thinking that it was overblown and I some of the comments I've heard around it just completely miss the point they're like it'd be scarier if he kept his mask on it's like no, then it would be like every other masked home invasion movie. It was scary because you know the, what the stakes are. He has to kill her, you know, and mm. uh, I mean, not that that isn't the stakes normally. Um, actually, the, the lead actress in, in that is Kate Siegel. Um,
2: you I, are I so right. I've just seen that. Sorry.
0: Kate <laughs> also in it, but Kate Siegel was the main um, character. And I think Kate Siegel co-wrote it and is married to Mike. Flanagan if I remember right um, anyways yeah I really loved Hush
2: yeah it's, it's one that he can't really describe it to people people just have to go and watch it go and watch Hush and and get on Facebook and Twitter and get at us and speak to us about it because it's a fantastic film um, which brings me on to the last one of our uh, Netflix recommendations for isolation and this is uh, 2017's The Autopsy of Jane Doe um directed by Andre uh I can't I'm gonna butcher his name right now. Uh Ovridal, I believe his name is. Uh he did Troll Hunter, uh Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh but he all started with the autopsy of Jane Doe, which is uh it's, it's got a, a, a very small cast in there as well, but the film is when a father and son coroners investigate the death of a beautiful Jane Doe case, they find increasingly bizarre clues. So uh, have you guys seen this one?
1: Yes, I saw this a couple, I think probably in the summer, so almost a year ago. Um, and I don't know. I saw it because it's one of these movies that makes everybody's list of the scariest um more movies ever or something like that. And uh I mean it got overhyped to me and it just it um it didn't didn't land as well as it could have. It's a solid movie. Frankly I'm a huge fan of Troll Hunter. I don't <laughs> I don't uh normally like monster movies, but Troll Hunter is a badass movie and directed by the same guy, Andre Over Overdahl. and uh yeah like you said um but um yeah autopsy of jane doe very very spooky ambiance to the whole thing i'll give it that
2: Mm, sort of goes through stages doesn't it it's you have a a body a jane doe body that obviously no no one knows who it is and from the outlook it just looks like she's she's been strangled i believe um but as they dive deep into the autopsy which again can be quite gnarly there's some some really uh good practical effects in there when they're autopsying the body um and they just start to unravel this uh, it's again indescribable one that you have to go and watch it is scary it is scary
1: um for me i think i think that the subject matter it's all about the person, right? It's all such a personal experience because the subject matter of this one is there's a dead body, and that's kind of the scary thing. Oh, is it alive still? Is it is it undead or something like that? And that's not my forte. Like it doesn't, it's not terribly impressive or scary to me. Um, but for a lot of people, it certainly is. Um, so, yeah, if if that's your jam, this is this is <laughs> a, th- like the pinnacle of that
2: yeah definitely so those are the 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 Netflix recommendations so moving on to Amazon Prime they've got some really decent stuff um I'm going to start with uh 2018's Suspiria um which obviously is a remake um from the 1977 uh Dario Argento film of the same name uh this film stars uh, Dakota Fanning isn't it I believe so, off the top of my head. Um, It's also got Tilda Swinton, the most creepiest lady-looking lady in the entire universe. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is in there as well. Um, And the film is young American dancer Susie Banyan arrives in 1970s Berlin to audition for the world-renowned Helena Marcos Dance Company, where she vaults to the role of lead dancer, the woman she replaces, breaks down and accuses the families. This is such a long synopsis, I'm not going to read it all, but pretty much... Be prepared for some A-grade fuckery in a dance uh, movie. Uh, this actually isn't my favorite dance movie of 2018. I thought uh, Climax was better by Gaspar Noé, but um, but this is an absolutely fantastic film. I don't know if you – have you two seen this? Yeah,
0: we, we did an episode on this a couple of years ago when it came out, and we really liked it. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that the re- this remake is better than the original. Um, I think they're probably completely different movies. Um, so the remake is more of like a tangential homage that uses some parts of it. But the fact that it's actually a coherent movie sounds like it's <laughs> actually better than the original. Um, <laughs> I, I think this one is really great in terms of body horror, some of the best body horror I've seen in a long time in this movie and uh, great acting. I mean, Tilda Swinton in this, I mean, she knocks it out of the park playing three roles, which is crazy. That And honestly, like, I was only clued off on one of them about halfway through the movie, which was one of the main characters. And I was like, oh, something slightly off about that character and then i realized towards the end i'm like oh oh that's tilda swinton (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's really impressive definitely a a must-see in uh, modern horror i've never been
1: so uncomfortable bad uncomfortable in any movie ever this was the hardest movie i've ever had to watch i i will never watch it again uh, it was tough.
2: Hmm. Interesting. I've, do you know what, that is one of the reactions I've never heard before. The One that <laughs> I get. What you mean? I get. I, I can see why you'd feel uncomfortable. But yeah, it's uh, all that.
1: All that female. You know, this is a lot of sexuality. Female sexuality scares the shit out of me.
2: Well, that's the, the way that the male has been programmed in 2020. <laughs> we're not allowed to uh, to do it find females attractive anymore or anything like that so <laughs> i think it's uh, but I, th- I think there was a social sort of social commentary in that film as well isn't there there's a, an aspect of um sort of a feminist feel to it which which i'm totally down for um i think it's fantastic uh which moves me on to our second which is train to Busan um south korean action horror film directed by Oh, here we go again. Uh, Yong Sang Ho. Uh, there's a lot of Ho's and Young's and goos and Gong's here uh, in this film, but this is a fun... <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Is that... No. No, no, that's not... No, to be fair, there's a few that are called the same name. Um, a Train to Busan is a... I'm just going to glide over the fact that I just said that. Um, is a... It's a South Korean horror film. A zombie outbreak on a train... Have you guys seen this yet? I mean it's it's subtitled, so it, it might not uh it might not join out of the park there, but this is one of the best zombie films you will ever see, hands down.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. I gotta I gotta watch it. I haven't watched it yet.
2: Mm, that's it. That's it. Well, that was that straight into Bassan. Uh, also The Descent is on Amazon Prime at the minute. Um, I'm saying about this one because this is probably the best british horror film that i can think of off the top of my head there's, there's it's definitely in the top five um the descent is quite a, an old horror film in terms of uh, its shelf life but it, it's it's sort of grown over the years um especially in england we we have that on our uh, free to watch tv a lot it's on uh, film four which is uh, I think part of one of the studios that helped make it anyway but it's directed by Neil Marshall um, who I think has gone on to do some stuff in in Marvel um, but he uh, directed a film called uh, The Descent I don't know have you guys seen The Descent
0: yeah The Descent is great that's a really well pulled off unique premise horror movie mm. um, definitely a must see yeah, I, it, it, I
1: loved it. The fir- I loved it when I first saw it, and I tried to rewatch it and it didn't hold up as well. But man, that first first viewing of the descent uh, was really spectacular for me. That blood lake. Oh my god!
2: And she's <laughs> creeping in and out of that lake as well, very often. Um, the, just an overall synopsis for people that haven't heard of it. It's a uh, a British adventure horror film. Uh, Written and directed by Neil Marshall. The film follows six women who have entered a cave system, uh, struggle to survive against the humanoid creatures inside. Um, And that is literally what it is. It is nothing more. It's claustrophobic. It's uh, really painful to watch at times. The the characters are really dynamic in their relationship together, the way they speak to each other. Um, I think there's some backstory there that is, is presented really, really well. Um, and just the overall journey that these these girls go on is like we both like we all said it's 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 really quite a, quite something to watch especially for the first time you will feel incredibly claustrophobic in this definitely so uh, I've got for the next one as it follows um it got taken off Netflix uh, I think about a year ago now and it's been put onto Amazon Prime um again one of the modern horror. Uh, classics I think um, what do you guys think of It Follows?
0: Yeah this is one I, I think this is the one that David was referring to on our Facebook uh, page there is a a uh, a string of comments asking what's the five movies that you were excited about but completely disappointed in and pretty recurring It Follows is on there which was surprising to me I think it really is a great movie as simple and unique but i i get you know when you have like a pretty simple movie like this that is kind of unique um if it gets overhyped it it kind of ruins it for for someone if they're viewing it or if they're watching it going into it thinking it's going to be amazing um it's more of that if you have no expectations it's surprising
1: fucking fight me it follows is Maybe the strongest ten out of ten that I have, uh, in the horror genre. It's so, it's so perfect because it's all show, don't tell, and the dread is uh, the dread. I still just thinking about the premise, I get dread uh, because it's always following you. It never stops. You're always in danger. And it's always creeping closer, always, always, always. It's such a, it's such a pr- brilliant premise. I, I love it.
2: Mm, fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad somebody else sees it the way I do because that is exactly what it is. It is faultless. It is absolutely faultless. There is, you can't really. I mean, the even the small tropes of how it's modern yet very vintage at the same time i don't know if you noticed this they all had modern technology but old cars or there was this sort of distinction between trying to work out whether it was a modern movie or it was set in the sort of early 80s it was it was a it just had me thinking from start to finish it it had me hooked it was fantastic so definitely go out and check that um and the last one on the amazon list is a, a bit of a an unknown one i've gone for uh bone tomahawk anyone heard of that one
1: this is another total sleeper it's if you haven't seen bone tomahawk it's you absolutely must watch this movie it's brutal it's got sexy dudes in it if you're into sweaty sexy cowboys this is this is your jam for sure and um man just just a like came out of nowhere someone someone was like you should watch bone tomahawk and i was like okay whatever watched it i was like damn this is amazing
2: Mm, fantastic film. Um, 2015, it came out, directed by S. Craig Zahler. Um, S. Craig Zahler, if you don't know, has directed movies like uh, Dragged Across Concrete, um, and he's also he also did the last uh, Puppet Master movie, um, and he's done Brawling Cell Block 99 as well, which stars uh, Vince Vaughn. Um, so he's he's sort of he's trying to go down the. He's already said that he's eyed people like Quentin Tarantino as, um, as as people that he looks up to but the film is pretty much like you said sweaty cowboys, Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson he's in there, Sid Haig's in there as well um, the story itself is, is probably the less said about it the better but it's um, about a small town in, in, in Western America where they have to uh, go and search for some people uh, who have been abducted by natives um, and the last 15 minutes of this film, that's all I have to say. I don't know about you, uh, John, if, if that last 15 minutes when there's a, a sort of a scene, that I was remembering for weeks on end. I would, I would stop in the middle of my day and think to myself, oh God, I watched this a few months ago. It, it was it was insane.
1: Yeah, um, uh, you know, oh man... Um... It's definitely it's definitely a movie that sticks with you for sure, and uh, and I definitely know the part you're referring to. Yeah, not if you're if you're terribly squeamish, you won't won't enjoy the end.
2: Definitely not. Um, and that and that's all the ones on Amazon Prime that I'm recommending so far. My my plan is to uh, is to when I if you follow me on Twitter at Mr Ben Warrington, I'll, I'm going to be putting on lists as many times as I can a week. Um, of different types of horror films as well i'm going to be trying to do a a section of body horror section of of ghost horror and just try and find those movies and recommend them to people that uh, that probably don't get out as much and get to watch as many movies as they want so um, that was all the amazon prime ones these are the Shudder ones so make sure you get on Shudder if you're not already Um, amazing site Uh, and the first one is revenge has anyone seen that one
1: no i haven't seen that one yet no, I, uh, I have not seen Revenge. I, is that on, that's on, it's on, sh- that's a Shutter exclusive, right?
2: Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so pretty much it's, it's uh, a rape revenge film. Um, it's directed by, uh, Coralie Fargette, who is a renowned feminist in the, in French culture, um. The, the premise is pretty much Jen is, a, is enjoying a romantic getaway with her wealthy boyfriend until his two sleazy friends arrive for an unannounced hunting trip. As tension mounts in the house, the situation abruptly and viscerally intensifies, culminating in a shocking act that leaves Jen brutalised and left for dead. Unfortunately for her assailants, she survives and soon begins a relentless quest for bloody revenge. So, obviously straight up it's got... Um, Last House on the Left um vibes, it's got Ice Spit on Your grave vibes, but this has took it to a completely different way. It's sort of like a it's it's half girl power and half sort of toxic masculinity mixed in with some incredibly good set pieces and slightly psychedelic side to it as well. There's it's got everything in it, so definitely go out and watch that. Um if you're not sold already. It's forged forward to Mandy. Have we seen Mandy? Yep, we did an episode on Mandy.
0: Um, this is definitely one that David liked a lot more than me. I, I think the thing with David, um, and I'll just speak for him, um, <laughs> the reason why he Suspiria also really affected him is I think he's a lot more of um, a visceral guy. Like he really feels the vibe and like the the visceral reactions a lot stronger than me. Um, When I see some like ridiculous um, over the top gore, sometimes I'm just delighted because I think it's ridiculous. Um, And I think David really takes it in (laughs) and like internalizes it. Um, And so this is one that um, I think affected him a lot.
1: Yeah. Mandy was great because it's a because it's an. A '70s or '80s action movie poster come to like come to life, made made into a movie. It's so it's so the aesthetic is so strong, and the yeah exactly the feeling of this movie is like off the charts, and I love it.
2: Yeah, word word of warning: I don't get stoned before watching this. Um, it will be it will be sort of rape on your senses. It's not nice. Uh, <laughs> very very vivid uh, imagery. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Uh, pr- pretty much premise is Nicholas Cage wants to get his, his his girlfriend back from a from a cult that she's been uh, taken to. So um, it, it's it's fantastic. Again, the less said about it, the better. I think it's uh, it's, I'm just gonna skip over it. I'm gonna go to the next one. Um, the next one is 2019's Tigers Are Not Afraid. Uh, this is an exclusive. It sorry, it's 2017's uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. Uh, this is a Spanish horror movie, um, and it is fantastic. The premise is when a woman's mother disappears, leaving her on a, uh, on her own. She, uh, she joins a gang of street children, leading to a tragic tr- chain of events. Um, so this is a sort of a, a, chil- a children horror movie based around kids. Um, there's a lot of sort of crime and Mexican cartel feels to it, but the, the visuals are... Are incredible i don't know has anyone heard about this if is it come on your two radars yet have you seen it or this is one of those
0: that from the people that i know that watch every horror movie including like the terrible independent ones this is one that they surfaced and said this is really great it's a standout and i think it's it's um hasn't been on a lot of people's radar but it's uh, it's been one that i've been meaning to watch
2: yeah, I mean, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 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 soaring there. Um, and if you just have a look at the poster, if you if you you know near a phone or a, or a laptop, just Google "tigers are not afraid." The the poster is really quite scary, um, and the the whole film is just set out really 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 well. Um, I'm gonna save the best till last. Um, this film has. Um, it's gone under a lot of radars. People haven't heard of it, um, and it's called Starry Eyes. I don't know if anyone's heard of this one. Is is there any opinion straight off the bat?
1: I have heard of it. I have not. I have not seen it.
0: Yeah, I think I've I've heard of it several times, recommended in the horror subreddits. I think the one thing that's kept me away from it is that the poster looks terrible. It looks like a like a B movie from the from the cover and i've judged it (laughs) for that for for a long time but i have heard that's recommended and it's on my list to watch too so that's good that it's available
2: yeah i've um i I watched this about two years ago um the film was uh made partially successful through kickstarter um so again it it is an indie film um there is the, the film centers around a a young woman who is is pursuing fame, um, and in that process sells her soul to the devil, um, basically. And there is a lot of body horror. Her, her everything about her just changes every so gradually. And this film is a sort of descent into her madness, and pretty much just a, a sort of. It reminds me of The Fly in a sort of, in a sort of. There is a reveal towards the end it's a transformation film um it, it it stars i can't remember the lady's name she's fantastic uh alex s so she's not been in anything since which is un- unfortunate um but she's she's absolutely fantastic in it and the film really sort of goes over the the whole Fame and being a woman in the modern uh, day—you know, she goes to an audition and they ask her to take her clothes off. Um, There's that sort of men being men for the pursuit of being hateful. You know, it's—it's not—it gets you thinking on so many different levels. Uh, Absolutely fantastic film. I can highly recommend it to to anybody. It will stay with you. There is some absolutely horrible gory moments in there, Uh, but it is the best of those ones that I've recommended in my eyes. Um, and so yeah, that, so that's it.
0: That actress, she was in the Dr. Sleep movie. She was Wendy Torrance in that.
2: Ah, so she has gone forward. What mm-hmm. does she do from since Stary- She's actually done quite a lot since, uh, since Stary eyes as well. <laughs> She's been in uh, Tales of Halloween uh, the Neighbour Sisters, Red Island. Doctor Sleep was our last one. Yes, of course.
1: Hey, um, was that – I'm sorry. Was that the last movie you had for us, Ben?
2: It was, yeah. I was going to go over things like – I mean, check out Prime for Midsummer and Hereditary, which are the two of the Ari- Ariasta films um, that I know that you two have, have spoke about on the podcast quite a bit. Love um, i'm so glad that you said that because there would have been a massive argument over the air if not um i (laughs) midsummer is actually my second favorite film of all time um i fell in love with it after watching it so make sure you go and watch that but yeah that was the last movie
1: by the way midsummer is like the spiritual successor to wicker man um which we are reviewing this episode hey ben tell us um tell our our fans, where they can follow you and find you at, um, and everybody, make sure to follow Ben and uh, and you know help them out.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Um, so if you if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, it's Mister Ben Warrington. That's uh, B E N, and the surname is W A R R I N G um, T O N. That's my Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook. I'm in, I'm in the group, so if you just want to type in Ben and uh, Ben Warrington underscore is my. Twitter instagram handle um get a hold of me if you've got any news any questions anything at all uh come and speak to me so yeah thank you very much for that guys and uh, get yeah, watching th-
0: yeah thanks ben um uh, just another plug for if you're gonna want to if you want to watch all any of those movies on shutter and you don't have uh shutter yet use our code hmt when you sign up and you'll get 30 days uh, of a free trial instead of the seven day free trial thanks again to Ben for calling in and giving us those quarantine picks. All right, let's move on to it came from social media. Yes, it came from social media
2: to fill the world with terror to bring you unforgettable suspense.
0: What was it? Where did it come from? Who are the all-powerful creatures that brought from social media? And what did they
2: want on Earth? All
0: right, so it came from social media is a bit where we read our comments from social media and, um, you know, see what our listeners are talking about. Um, On Twitter, we shouldn't be here, Um, an old friend of the show, Greg, he has a... A youtube channel called we shouldn't be here on twitter he's at wsbh underscore narrator um he just reached out and said a nice thing he said hey guys i just wanted to say that i admire your guys' consistency and determination you guys definitely deserve a huge following so uh we really appreciate that greg um you know we agree <laughs> <laughs> we do deserve a huge following <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways i i talked to him and, and said like yeah we're 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 um uh, we're excited we see the download numbers consistently going up not so much during the quarantine i think there's across the board podcasts haven't been seen as many downloads because i think a lot of people listen to podcasts on their commute i know i did i haven't listened to most of the podcasts that i listen to regularly during quarantine for Same. some reason um but yeah, I mean we're, we're consistently seeing numbers grow, and and uh, we're we're excited to see. It. As long as we see that steady progress, we we are still excited about the show, and and uh, you know motivated to do it on the rig, as the kids say. The kids I'd say like it. I'd like to mention
1: at Kyle S. Prescott. Um, that's with Prescott with two T's. Uh, uh all elite Kyle. On Twitter, uh, he said he said horror podcast that I recommend to any fellow fans, and he mentioned us along with um, Nightmare on Film Street and uh, Straight Chilling podcast and uh, and horror queers. So, oh, and also Bloody Good Horror. So we're in good company there. Um, I, I appreciate that shout out, uh,
0: Kyle S. Prescott. Yeah being mentioned with the big boys um, yeah. <clears throat> also on Twitter at only street lamp said hey I just recently got into podcasts being stuck at home and enjoyed listening to your review of the bye-bye man um, I don't think I have an all-time favorite but the Duke Oculus and the autopsy of Jane Doe and it come to mind right away uh, for me and my friends bad horror movies are often just as fun as the good ones um, which I also agree with like I <laughs> I mean, I don't watch as many terrible horror movies as I used <laughs> to. Uh, I mean, with this podcast, we end up seeing a lot of mediocre new releases, but watching just completely awful movies and picking them apart and, and laughing at them is, you know, one of my favorite pastimes as well.
1: Yeah, you know, it's weird. If you want to see it, you would think that if you're starting a podcast like ours, that you get to watch a bunch of really good horror movies, but really what ends up happening is you watch neither good nor bad movies. You watch like every mediocre movie ever made. It's a very strange lane.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the only like really awful movies we've watched were Slender Man and Dead Knight. Thanks killing was pretty terrible. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks killing was, was awful. Um. Um, I'd like to mention
1: or shout out to our one of our recent patrons, uh, Jason, on Twitter uh, at j a y s o n two four nine four. He tweeted, <laughs> he, he made a meme uh, that I love. It's yeah. Urkel and Laura, and Urkel's looking Laura up and down, <laughs> and Urkel is labeled as HMT. Uh, and uh, and Laura is labeled as upgrading patrons, and he says, "I'm wearing you down, Mama. I'm wearing you down."
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, children uh, of the '90s or children of the '80s, we'll get that. Uh, <laughs> has her, I wonder how many how many of our listeners have no idea what Family Matters is, right? Like, did Family Matters ever have reruns outside of the initial run? Oh yeah! Oh my God, yeah! Uh, I guess I, I don't know where they were found, but it's definitely not running now anywhere.
1: Well, for a while, I think they were they were where all syndicated shows of the time ended up,
0: which was um, like Nick at Night. Oh yeah, yeah. Um so yeah thanks thanks jason and also he yeah i mean with that he did bump up his patronage so <laughs> thanks, thanks for that um there's a lot of stuff going on on our facebook page too much to read everything but we've already mentioned a lot of the conversations johanna and magnus got in a conversation about finnish and swedish horror films on one of our bye bye man posts which was interesting um they mentioned uh i think they they also mentioned Gaspar no um in that post which he is like the king of 90s schlock um he was the director of of um cliffhanger which you know oh man it's just of the time you know um johanna also posed i i, I say her name different every time we should probably figure out how to say it johanna or johanna uh also posed the question what are the worst five horror movies that made you expect a lot but instead gave you a warm bag of shit <laughs> he said that hers were in no special order neon demon the sacrifice of a sacred deer it follows it comes in the night and the nun um so there's there's several people that respond to that lots of great responses go to our facebook page and leave your list of five in that post i think i i put my it follows us on a lot of those and which was surprising to me and david um my let me pull up my 5 do you do you remember what your 5 were i didn't i didn't make a 5 um to be honest
1: with you um i think um what's that one that came out the us i think us probably
0: tops that list yeah, I don't think us was shitty though. I, I think it was disappointing to a certain extent, but I I still liked it. Um, yeah,
1: I guess the autopsy of Jane Doe. Then I, that one it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but I don't know. I, like
0: I don't know. Mine were um, The Shining. <laughs> I said I think Kubrick is way too hyped. Everything looks beautiful, but he's an awful storyteller for the most part. Which um, I'll stand behind that statement. Uh, two was Curse of La Llorona. That was the biggest disappointment of last year. That was year. a big
1: yeah. That that so, and none were both
0: true. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Black Christmas the original. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad that I had I was more entertained by the remake, which was a dumpster fire itself. Um, f- for it a Man. There, I mean, there's not much to work with, but it it could have been done better than that pile of shit. And then the fifth one is The Ninth Gate, which I don't, have you ever seen The Ninth Gate? No, I never have. Have you? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why it's on my five. Uh, See, I'm a sucker for devil movies, and this was like right when I was most excited about Johnny Depp. This is like pre-Pirates of the Caribbean sellout like uh, dried up Johnny Depp um, right in his prime. And this was the biggest disappointment of a movie. It was so boring. I I mean, it's, and it's so forgettable. Just the fact that it's so forgettable and boring when it had such promise. It's just basically Johnny Depp figuring out, like tracing back the occult and how to open up you know a gate to hell basically and you'd think that that'd be pretty entertaining but it wasn't at all
1: sounds kind of like the amityville horror which you know what to be honest with you i'm gonna say the amityville horror bothers me with how how hyped it was versus
0: my my reaction like uh, my experience of it yeah um on instagram poetry and cigarettes uh reached out and there's a couple people that, that talked about the new intro. Um, you might've noticed that, that my new intro is a little different than David's new intro. I think David didn't get the, the last, um, revision of it. Um, I, I kind of like this version better cause I like hearing all the clips in the middle, mm. um, but I mean, let us know what you think. Listen to the intro on this podcast, post and then the intro on what was the one we just did? Uh, the one we oh, just platform. Did. Yeah, listen, listen to the intro on the platform and the intro to the Wicker Man and let us know which one you like better. But anyways, um, responding to the one on the platform, Poetry and Cigarette said, I really enjoyed the new intro track. It's awesome that you two have a custom one that's basically your episode intros info. You can now just go straight into the movies now hope to hear it more and then he asks are you two thinking of reviewing the hunt it came straight to streaming over many movie viewing sites um and that's one of those that is streaming in your home theater it's like you can rent it for 20 bucks or something since it's supposed to be in the theaters right now um i don't we might I think we've – one of the things we want to do is, like, get through our backlog of episodes that we've been sitting on for months and months. We'll probably record new episodes every week, but I don't think we'll be releasing the new ones every week. We're all you know, backed up. yeah. You know, back so I, I plan my next episode is probably going to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then also we have Henry, portrait of a serial killer that's – Line and weight as well that we've yeah. mentioned several times. So we got to get those out um, But yeah, we might we might watch the hunt. We'll talk about. It. <laughs> and then um, I'd like said, to mention. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have more on? Yeah, more on poetry and cigarettes. He said just finished your new episode and it was funny to hear the new intro again. At the end, it reminds me of the Wayne's World first movie when they sell their show to the corporation and they give them <laughs> the new intro, so they don't need to say their. Own opening anymore? If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's funny, and I have that pulled up right here. Just a second. Um, here, this is a Wayne's World heavy episode. I know, right? Here we go. Wayne's World is brought to you by Noah's Arcade. Party on, Wayne. <laughs>
1: It's Friday. It's 1130. It's time to party with your excellent host, Wayne Campbell. And with him, as always, is Garth. Party on, Wayne. And party on, Garth. Wayne's World!
0: Okay, uh, welcome to Wayne's World. Party on, Garth. I guess. (laughs) So, Poetry and cigarettes. put this. He says, after the new intro plays, David, Well, yeah, Bryce, welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Bryce, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little of that. I was like, wait, we're going to read it? it was, yeah, <laughs> you can listen to it. Uh, what were you say?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm still laughing. <laughs> I guess. Um, I just wanted to mention on our. On our uh, the platform post this weekend on Facebook, um, got a lot of response uh, compared, to, compared to normal. I just wanted to mention uh, Chris, uh, Chris P., she said, listen to this podcast today. Agree 100% with Bryce on this one. I still don't understand the damn message, but it was a good watch. Kept me engaged through the entire movie. And I said, I can't believe Bryce prefers Van Patten's to mine. <laughs> um, the I think a lot of people. This is a lot of people's problem with the. Uh, first of all, thank you for thank you for your comment, Chris, uh, and we love you, and uh, and keep, please, please keep listening to us for the love of God. Um, but i think a lot of people had this issue with the platform which is what is it trying to say and um and i kind of liked that it it didn't uh, it didn't smash you in the face with like here's the message uh even though that's exactly what it was doing it didn't it didn't make it clear and i that's that's something that i think a lot of people dislike a lot i i the one thing i've learned from doing this podcast is that that I didn't really understand fully about myself is that I really appreciate ambiguity and, um, and I just want things to be weird and strange and
0: left to my imagination. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, last one to mention, of course, Magnus, um, he left a comment about the new intro. He he thinks that the new intro is fire. Um, I'm glad that, We've only been receiving positive comments. I mean, it's not like our old intro was that great, so it's not that surprising. Um, but let us know which um, version you like. Listen to the Wicker Man episode, and, which is the one you're listening to right now, and listen to the platform episode, and uh, let us know what you think. I, I prefer this version. Um, what What do you think, David? I yeah. I I mean, I like I like all all of the ones
1: that that Max sent us. I don't. I can't. I, i couldn't hear much of a difference just because of the audio quality of the nature of how we're recording recording right now
0: the only the only difference is that both of us are at the beginning and end and then in the middle neither one is talking we don't do the uh bryce hansen has a phd and blah 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 and and it doesn't have the david day is the foremost expert on blah 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 it Ah. just plays the clips which i think should take center stage because that's my favorite Part of it <laughs> yeah Difference um, If we didn't get to uh, any comments That you left on social medias Medias ap- I, uh, Apologies to you uh, thanks for reaching Out on social media we're creating a, a Close-knit group of horror fans um, On our platform so Please uh, follow us on Facebook And Twitter to join in The conversation so that's it for today. Um, great, great movie this week. A really interesting movie to talk about, and uh, another classic that we can put the check mark on. Um, thanks to all our listeners. Hope that you're doing well and staying healthy and staying far apart. Hope that the podcast can contribute to your mental health <laughs> and give you a laugh at some some fashion, um, take the opportunity to watch lots of horror movies. Um, look at that list that Ben gave out to you. Um, and also if you like the podcast, share it with a friend. That's the only way that we're growing is if people talk about it or they find it. Um, other ways you can help the podcast are again, go to our website at horror Click through the Amazon button in the banner. If you're going to, buy anything to be delivered to you which i i bet you are and then also check out our patreon page patreon.com slash horror movie talk and check out the different tiers and something might strike your fancy special thanks to jason for bumping up a level in patreon he's officially three spoopy five me um so um you know he i i think that that crosses the the threshold of fucking hard oh yeah well the, i mean very clearly the man fucks with the best of them yeah um, i mean any patron fucks hard but i mean he he is a uh, fucking harder yeah he's going so. above and beyond the call of fuck yeah <laughs> all right thanks again we'll see you next week Bye bye we love you In, in that worship should occur.